So we choose the mystery, we choose the world we want it to be in, and slowly we elaborate it from that. What we, we know what we want, and then from there, we have great artists and some of the best in the world that come in and, and, and put all their magic to, to, uh, to, the, to the sauce, you know? Hello, Louise Allaire is show conceptor, librettist, composer, lyricist, producer, and entrepreneur. Over the years, she has acquired an international reputation that makes her a highly sought-after creator in the entertainment business. She is the writer of the original concept, book, music, and lyrics for the multi-billion dollar franchise from 20th Century Fox, the arena spectacular Ice Age Live, a mammoth adventure with her colleague, Martin Lord Ferguson. Ice Age Live has broken attendance records with over 3 million spectators. Martin Lord Ferguson is a Canadian show creator, producer, sound engineer, scriptwriter, composer, and lyricist. His credits include The Nut Job Live and Friends, as well as world-renowned Cirque du Soleil shows. In our conversation today, we discuss the work behind the upcoming production of Scooby-Doo and the Lost City of Gold coming to the Temple Theatre in downtown Saginaw, Michigan on March 25th, 2022. Welcome, Ella and Martin. Thank you so much for coming on the uh, podcast here. We are all excited at the Temple Theater to host Scooby-Doo and the Lost City of Gold on March 25th. Um, I wanted to reach out to you both and learn a little bit more about your creative lives and how we came to sort of this point of hosting um, this show and how it was created. So maybe each of you could just take a minute to describe a little bit of your creative journey uh, in uh, the theater and um, creating the parts that make a story for live production. Oh, that that's that's a long question. <laughs> Usually it takes more than a minute to answer because uh, I mean, we've been fortunate to be in this industry for 25 years, 20, 25 years. And I'd say the last 20 years, very active. Uh, I, I, for myself, uh, started, uh, you know, being really, really involved as a music product, uh, music producer in the early uh, 2000s. And then we moved on to Cirque du Soleil. So that was our first big uh, break in the industry because we, you know, right off the bat started working on the biggest shows in the world in Las Vegas. Uh, I was the music producer and Ella was also in the music music department with me uh, for Ka in Las Vegas, which was one of the biggest shows that was ever made. Uh, we had 5,000 speakers in the theater and we had to write this huge epic score uh, that still transcends today. And from there, I mean... It, 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 we've been consulting on Olympics, we've done film, and one of the genres that's always come back to us is musicals. We absolutely adore both uh, musicals, and we wanted to, you know, to write, to be more involved in, the, in that side of the aspect of the business. And uh, that's when we started, you know, writing musicals, and one of the things that, that we discovered during our journey is that we felt that the family musicals, which is not, not necessarily kiddie musical, but really like a family musical, like some of the Disney musicals that we have on Broadway, there was just not enough of that genre in, in the industry. So we really started working on, on creating, you know, uh, amazing stories built out of uh, brands 
for different studios? As far as I'm concerned, my journey started um, mostly when I was a child because I grew up in a music family. My father was a musician, a composer, a university teacher in music. So as a child, I was already playing music, uh, listening to uh, classical jazz, musical theater. My mother was a big, big, big fan of the American musical theater. So as a, as a child, I was watching all the musical with my mom. So that's how it started and how this first passion about musical being into the world of musicals started and then of course my studied my studies I went to the conservatory and the uh, university and finally I started writing music for children play when I was in my 20s and I was the pianist I was accompanying the comedians and I was really touring with you know with the crew and slowly after that I started writing more songs, more story. And uh, I met Martin through this uh, project in Las Vegas. And uh, we started mu writing also music for the Bellagio Hotel and Casino. And, you know, we had other collaboration with uh, Los Angeles uh, ABM Music. We got an agent and it's just, you know, more and more bloomed. And we we had a big opportunity in 2011 when uh, we met with Jim Danopoulos, who was the CEO of the 20th Century Fox. And we had this opportunity to adapt the three first film of Ice Age. And Ice Age was already a, a major, you know, uh, film and a smash hit. But we that's where we really went further into creating the concept of a show, the full show, the story, a, a new story, creating even new character in those existing brand and uh, integrating acrobatics, uh, interactive video. Um, so we, we did, you know, the, the ice age was ice, the air, and uh, the earth. It was a live um, touring show. Yeah, it was a live touring show that toured for four years and a half, and it was translated in 12 languages. So it was um, a great success. And then we did um, another project, uh, The Not Job, uh, which film featured Will Arnett and Catherine Eigel and Jackie Chan. And eventually we got the rights to adapt Scooby-Doo. And Scooby-Doo was um, a very interesting journey because it, it was there for the last 50 years. It was such an iconic brand who uh, evolved a lot since the beginning. So um, yeah. maybe I'm going to well, leave space for me. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think you, you've, you've nailed it. I mean, we started a, a relationship with uh, Warner Brothers Studios uh, about six years ago i would say it's pandemic you always have to you have to go how many years minus two always <laughs> in your mind a little time warp <laughs> a little time warp so yeah about seven years ago six seven, seven yeah, yeah six seven years ago we started this relationship with warner and and scooby-doo in the lost city of gold is the first endeavor in the projects that we are doing with, with them we're very proud of the work it's 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 absolutely a fabulous show and and the next one after that is going to be looney tunes so we're really yeah, really yeah. happy well let's let's talk for a minute about um scooby-doo 
And maybe describe some of the process you go through when you're developing a show of this grandeur. I mean, when you're, you have all the parts, you have music, you have the characters, you have the, the puppeteering, the lights, the, the whole nine yards. And any one of those things uh, could, in a way, stand on its own and be a, a project on its own. But here you are, you're, you're taking all these parts and putting them together to, to produce a single single show. Do you go through the character development first or have the music first or look at the story first? Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so the first thing is to understand well what the brand is about. So first we started listening to season one, 1969. Season two, uh, watch the film. Also understand the way what made this brand so great? Why the audience was connecting to it and the solving, the mystery, uh, two guys, two girls, uh, you know, how they were interacting. So that was like the first process. And uh, <clears throat> first thing was after, after we understood the brand, we sort of wrote a concept, like a general concept. What is this show going to be about? Scene one, scene two, scene three. And we're going to solve a mystery. That's for sure. We're going to solve a new mystery. <laughs> that mm. was the first thing. So we choose the mystery. We choose the world we want it to be in. And slowly we elaborated from that skeleton, if you want. Yes. And after that, uh, to uh, to answer your question on how do we get all the departments in a in a uh, show this complicated to work is we really work a bit like like animation film. So in animation movie, way before you have the 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 you know the final drawings that are so beautiful on, on film, you have a storyboard artist that comes in and and. What we do is we temp the music. We actually speak every uh, line of dialogue and we have a storyboard artist that comes in and draws maybe two, three, four hundred drawings of the show. And then we kind of create a timeline with that so that when we get when we get to the uh, art artist, the, the costume department, the animation department, because we're very video heavy in, in, in the show, uh, the acrobatics department uh, and everything. They have uh, a sort of a map that's very well explained so that they go, okay, I know where I'm going. I'm, I'm actually following this cartoon and, and with music. So, so that's, how we, that's how we work it. We, we temp everything. So maybe even like a year, a year and a half in advance, the show is actually like, you know, pretty much to one or two minutes, three minutes uh, tight what we we know what we want and then from there we have great artists and some of the best in the world that come in and 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 put all their magic to to uh to the to the sauce you know along those lines there's a number of very technical elements to this show and i'd love to hear more about how some of the technical elements help move the show from uh from your imagination onto the stage which thinking about so uh, for example the the video projection how how that translates from from the imagination and the drawings and connects to 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 the stage itself well i think i think the answer is in two folds the first part is that the video really helps the audience be inside a cartoon so so we really try to make it 
uh, as an experience, uh, as a person in, in the room, you really feel like you're in the Scooby-Doo world, really, really. And the second thing that video enables us is contrary to traditional sets, we're able to create many, many, many worlds and go from one world to the other. And one thing we've discovered in the shows that we are doing is that the transitions sometimes from a song to another scene can be can be some of the most fun parts in the show because that's where we can, uh, you know, let the technology shine and mm-hmm. how the uh, actors integrate with, 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 the, uh, with the projection. I have an example in Scooby-Doo where we have Shaggy and Scooby that need to go from one place to the other and they're actually going to fall into a pit. And, and the actors had to, you know, rehearse for many weeks on knowing where they are in the video because they're actually interacting directly with the video. The video is playing around them. So there is no uh, blackouts in our show. It's it's always moving. It's it's a it's a moving part between you know eighteen to twenty worlds during the show. That's a that's an incredible thing to to think about. One of one of my favorite movies is Mary Poppins, and and there's a scene in Mary Poppins where there's an animation and 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 the live action is interacting with the animation, and that always as a kid fascinated me. And here you've you've taken that uh, that uh, idea of interacting with video just to a whole new level, and and that that's very exciting. Yeah, it is. yeah, that scene from Mary Poppins is memorable, and it's. Uh... And it, and, yeah, yeah, and it's and yeah. it's a good example because if you remember at the time they were they were they wouldn't they would not see the penguins they would not see the the uh, the the thing it was all done you know right. afterwards so the big difference now nowadays is that the actors are actually you know living the this environment around them they they're seeing the animation and they have to learn to interact with it and and that and there's a there's a many many places in the show where. I'm still. I mean, this is our third show that we that we're using this technology, and every time we're pushing the boundaries and saying, "How about we try to do it this way and this way?" And I'm still astonished, you know, having seen this Scooby show for so many times, how beautiful some of these transitions are, and how you're going from one place to the other. And I think it was also based on on um, you know the new the new I call it the new iPad generation. So. You know, te- teens and 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 young ones are now used to, to you know, you, you can zoom in in your iPad with your two fingers and things like that. And 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 when we were playing around with video, we and in the meetings we went, okay, so we have a keypad here, but we can't see it. It's on the door. But how about we zoom on it, you know, and 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 do like things that that kids would have naturally the instinct of doing. And, and so because of its video, we can do it. And then suddenly the the Mystery Machine gang are 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 bigger are smaller than the keypad but but that, but that's that that's what video and all this magic of, of video interaction gives us in terms of some of the challenges that you faced when you were putting this show together I'd love to hear maybe what those challenges might have been and ways that you've been able to overcome them challenges yes there were, there were many <laughs> <laughs> from where to start I think Probably the number one challenge was COVID because we were March 13, Friday 13, 2020. We were loading our Mm -hmm. trucks Mm -hmm. when, uh, you know, Live Nation shut down and the whole world shut down. So we had like this incredible big show 
um, about to to go on tour and and like we had to leave. I don't know if you remember, but we had to leave everything. So for yeah. six months, the costume, the set, no matter. You know, we came back. I think uh, six months later, and people that their last cup of coffee was still so there. On the table. So that that was definitely a a painful moment for live entertainment in general. Yeah. Uh, if we talk about something, the challenge more specific to the show. Um, getting the tone, eh? Getting, uh, you know, uh, finding the right uh, uh, way of telling the story. I mean, this is a brand that's been around for 50 years. This is also a brand that's been evolving for 50 years. I think Daphne is a good example of where, where she was in 1969 to where she is today. A, the, the, there's been an evolution in every character. So getting getting the tone right. Well, one of the challenge was the, the character himself, Scooby-Doo. Um, because when we built... Uh, the character there there's this muscle suit which is very uh fitted you know for the actor uh so there's a whole performance to be done while playing the character and you know this is a substantial uh costume so that was probably one of the part also uh those were not challenges but the opportunity, I would say, when we work also with Frank Welker, uh, who recorded the voice for Scooby-Doo. He, you know, he's been doing Scooby-Doo for the last 52 years now. And so it was uh, an honor and a privilege that he wanted to do the voice for the show. So um, that was a highlight. I'd say it's not a challenge. It was more of a highlight. Yeah, it was more of a highlight. <laughs> but maybe a challenge also for the actor playing, you know, with such a great actor. Oh, we got Frank to sing. <laughs> so that, yes, we, we got him to sing. Yeah, he never, yeah. he had never sung before. So we, we got, he got, we got him to sing. It's a musical. So we had to sing. So that wow. was a lot. <laughs> with um, many of the artists I talk to, they usually have a project that uh, they're doing, but they also have projects that they're working on. Do you have sort of a vision for uh, what things, shows you might want to uh, pursue in the future that you can share with us? Uh, certainly no trade secrets, but uh, I, I think that it would be interesting to hear the way that you're continuing on. Well, I, our next big project after Scooby-Doo is definitely Looney Tunes. It's a it's a it's an, a major honor for us to that Warner has asked us to to write this musical. It's the first time in 90 years that they've asked anybody to do a, to do that. They've done, you know, they've done a Bugs Bunny on Ice in the 80s and a couple of things, but never a full on musical. And so when they asked us, you know, could you could you do Looney Tunes? It, it was a it, it's a it's a big it's a big thing and it's going to be an, an amazing show. Just like Scooby Doo, it's gonna it's gonna be an incredible show. So that's going to occupy us for the next two and a something year to to you know bring this 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 musical to life. Yeah, I think that's that's our big that that's our next big project. Aside from yeah. that, we're working on a, a few confidential projects. But um, one that maybe I'd like to say that I've been working on also uh, part time for ten years. Uh, it was um, it's an it's an inspiration from uh, French uh, series, and uh, we have uh, this project, long term project, to do a, a 
digital series with it. It's a musical also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I could say that it's a, it's a period piece and it's um, it's something that we'll, we'll be looking forward also to, to share. That it's more adult than just family, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Def- definitely music is in the air music and musicals <laughs> well thank you both so much for uh sharing the work that you've done and um the the vision that you have and bringing that to stages it's just wonderful to to hear the enthusiasm and, and passion that you have for um the creative and creative work that you're doing um, to to connect audiences uh, with characters and and uh, with each other. Yes, I think I think one of the most important thing that that I, I would love your your listeners to uh, to come back with is uh, this show, this Scooby Doo show, is for the entire family. It's really from one year old to a hundred and one year old. It's 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 really made so so that so that you know just like a great animation film or something like that. It's made so that people of all ages have a good time, and that's what we've been seeing in our shows. And and I think that that's that's the message that we want to send out to everybody is that don't be afraid. I, I mean, I, in Florida, I had a I had one night. I think it was eighty percent adults that came to see the show, and they were smiling coming out. And then I had I've, we've had rooms with young kids and the kids are so quiet and listening like it's the first time they see they're they're discovering what a musical is so so that's really what we were aiming for and i think that that's what we're seeing with the rooms so well again um thank you both and uh we'll we'll look forward to the show on march 25th all right all right thank you so much thank you for listening to the temple arts podcast Please consider subscribing to the podcast and making a donation to the arts through saginawartmuseum.org or templetheater.com. This will allow us to continue to bring enriching program to Saginaw and beyond.